Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show here at 1FM 98.5, live and local. Dan Hibbard joins me on the line for Square Gators. And how's your week been, Dan? Heard you calling at the Sandown Dogs during the week. And, uh, yeah, great calling, by the way. And uh, how's your week been in general, mate? Yeah, very busy. Uh, busy last uh, 48 hours or so, actually, stats. I had a uh, yeah, pretty, well, normal week uh, early in the week, but then stand out on uh, Thursday night and then was at Bendigo yesterday and that meeting uh, was moved from uh, an afternoon twilight slot to a very early morning start so it was uh, a uh, very quick backup from um, from Sandown. The last was about quarter to 11 and uh, the first at Bendigo the next morning was at uh, 9 o'clock so it was a very uh, busy uh, period and uh, we'll do it again this afternoon when uh, I'm off to Shepherd and uh, later on this afternoon for the twilight meeting there tonight. And you must be congratulated last week on your cricket call of the 2020 Shepherd and Cricket Final between Kai Abram and, of course, uh, United there. And, of course, the special Ks in Kyle Mueller and, of course, Kane Herbert getting the job done in the end. Michael Van Dorser, Brandon Riley and yourself. Adam Watkins technically as well done a great job for the 2020 final. Yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game. It probably didn't go uh, the distances uh, we sort of hoped, but uh, Kai were clearly the best uh, best side on the night. They dominated with the ball early, and that really set the game up. And then they really uh, made it easy work for themselves in the in the batting chase down the, the target of 81 really quickly. So it was good to uh, good to be in the commentary box for the cricket. Uh, get out there and uh, enjoy the enjoy the game. It was a great crowd there, and uh, well done to. Uh, cricket Shepherd and also Golden Murray Cricket for uh, getting both uh, the girls and the uh, the guys games on the uh, on the same ground. Uh, it really added to the uh, to the event. So it was uh, a good night on Sunday. And of course, mate, we've all heard the news in the last twenty four hours of the sad passing of Dean Lester. Now I know a lot of One FM listeners probably, unless they follow racing, didn't really know who Dean Lester was. But he was a giant of the racing game. His form analysis and in the mounting yards every Saturday for RSN in the old 3UZ days. I don't think Saturdays will ever be the same now without hearing Dean Lester's voice, Dan. No, I don't think so. I think his impact is probably more profound than what a lot of people would sort of uh, would think. He... uh, he was a, 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 a thorough uh, form analyst. He uh, he was a uh, I didn't know him personally by any stretch, but he, he was you felt like you did. Yeah, you listened yeah. to the radio uh, every Saturday morning uh, and Fridays. They had him on uh, at different uh, on different shows throughout the week. And look, he was uh, he was he just you know he was able to break down a race and give uh, give the listener and, and the punter uh, the best sort of information in in placing a wager. And it was really quite. It was quite surreal, actually, on Thursday night because I was obviously calling there at Sandown uh, and he passed away uh, at about 9.30 on Thursday night. Now, word came through to the, the station uh, about uh, his passing just before the last race. So what happened was that I was calling and then normally I would do a, a bit of a, a wrap uh, or a preview of the last race. 
And uh, the guys come on and said, no, we're not going to do that. And I didn't know why. And then they started playing uh, a piece that they'd obviously prepared and they knew was uh, going to have to get played at some point. Um, and uh, they played to say that he passed away and, uh, you know, then threw to me for the last race. So I was virtually the first person to sort of, um, you know, mention it on, on air. I got, then was on Sky Channel and obviously mentioned it through uh, before the running of the last race. So people essentially got the information first from me, So, which was a bit weird, but um, it was, um, you know, a very sad uh, uh, sad night. And, uh, and then driving to Bendigo yesterday morning, I had the... Uh, RSN on listening to the the morning show and it was uh, it was really great. There's, I must I must say there's a couple of stories that were mentioned. Um, even if you're not a, a racing uh, pundit, um, Hamish McLaughlin is a close friend of Dean's. Um, put up a a great couple of stories and um, just I, I just encourage people to go and find them on uh, online and listen to them because they were uh, they were quite funny. Uh, they were quite uh, quite uh, memorable and um, yeah, well worth a listen. And, of course, he battled spina bifida all his life. But what a lot of people didn't know outside of racing, I certainly did, he was a real music buff as well. He was, yeah. He loved uh, all sorts of uh, music. He was very eclectic. Uh, he had a, a big range of, of music that he liked, from the from the older stuff to the more modern music. So, yeah, he, was, uh, he, he had plenty of uh, challenges in his life, and I heard it a lot of times yesterday. You know, he was dealt pretty bad cards, but he played them... And uh, and won with them more often than not. So um, he was uh, he was a a great uh, loss to the racing industry uh, last night on the Thursday night. Yeah, Vale Dean Lester and our thoughts go out at one FM ninety eight point five live and local sport to the family of Dean Lester. Let's have a look at the week that was locally in harness racing. Dan ahead of this big card at Menangle tonight. Of course, we got the chariots of fire tonight. Yeah, it's been a, and it's it's been a, a a bit of a, a rock and roll morning as well. There's been some uh, crazy news coming out uh, with regards to the chariot of fire, and we'll get onto that in a little uh, little bit. But we will go through uh, the last uh, week or so of racing, and we go back to Melton last uh, Saturday night, uh, and it kicked off in the first race with uh, Russell Jack and Mark Pitt combining with uh, Mr Perfect. It was a dominant win. They went one fifty one point nine the mile rate, uh, super performance and uh, was able to score a 10-metre victory over Bite Our Time for David Moran and Cody Rockenberger. Uh, Mr Perfect, uh, owned by uh, Cobram Publican Adam Rudd, in, or partly owned by Adam Rudd, the publican at Cobram, uh, with, along with a number of other owners. A good good victory there at, uh, at Melton on uh, Saturday night. Uh, that kicked off the uh, the card there for the uh, the Jack Stable. It had a pretty pretty big week, it must be said. They had uh, a few other winners across the, uh, the seven days. Nathan Jack uh, he doesn't train too much. He's uh, picked up his uh, trainer's uh, license again and um, been training a few. And he had a two-year-old winner at uh, at Kilmore on Sunday. Hammer Dan for uh, the Dean Martello and, and uh, Danny Zavitsanos, who had a big win last night in the Newcastle Mile. Uh, this uh, Colts by Vincent out of Miss Skeeter uh, and went 157.9, which was crazy. Uh, quick time for a first uh, up at well two months into the two-year-old season, uh, it was able to score the win over the stable mate and the odds-on favourite chart topper who ran second. They had uh, uh, Jack Nathan had a, a third runner in the race, Acapella, which actually ran at the rear of the field in that race. But a Quinella to Nathan in that first event at uh, at Kilmore on Sunday night. The uh, Donahue Bartley's had the big bad Aussie win again, 
Rebecca took the drive. Dollar ninety-five, a little the way. Two three point one was the mile rate in that race. The other winner on the card was Franco Novelist, who goes around tonight at Melton as well uh, for Luke Bryan, Ellen Tormey. Led odds-on favourite one fifty-seven point five. Had one run uh, since coming across from uh, New Zealand for a pretty un, uh, unflattering first start in a ra- uh, first start in Australia, but bounced back with a really strong win there at Kilmore on Sunday night. Next meeting was at Warrigal on Monday, and the Jacks were at it again, Russell, this time at Russell and Nathan, combining with the Trotter Lettuce Trot, uh, who got another victory on the board. This is career win number four from nine starts. Uh, building a nice record. Uh, was uh, going through all of the, the good races as a two-year-old, and uh, now is uh, at the races as a four-year-old. Uh, easy work for it. Two, three point nine was the mile right there at uh, Warrigal on Tuesday. The next meeting was Charlton on uh, Wednesday afternoon, and Thomas Royal won the first for Mark Thompson. Lee Sutton took the drive, small field, um, and was able to get the job done, leading all the way. One forty, one forty-five on the fixed odds. Two minutes point five was the mile right there. The other couple of winners there. Hate it when you're right. Won the Trotters handicap for David Abraham's Taylor French. Took the drive, led all the way, made it really difficult for those off handicaps to get into the race. Went 2 2.8 and just kept running the whole way, just made it really hard for anything out the back. And a very clever drive by uh, Taylor to score. The, the stable made it a, uh, a double later in the day. And what was a, an interesting um, uh, anomaly in the race, ideal copy uh, for David Abraham's Ellen Tormey in the cart this time, dead heated with He's Gonski uh, for Peter Taylor and Greg Sugars. Now, the interesting thing about that was that uh, the race was originally awarded to He's Gonski, number three, beating the one um, who got up. He's Gonski had uh, able to get up on the sprint lane. Uh, what I did actually watch this race, and it was interesting that they'd have given it to the, the three, and I sort of thought that seems a bit strange. And then they showed the photo finish, uh, and it clearly showed that there was, if anything, there may have been a margin for the other horse, ideal copy, but as it was, the stewards ended up uh, making declaring it a dead heat, uh, and it was a dead heat for race nine there at Charlton on uh, Wednesday. But a little bit of a, a quirk there where uh, they declared three the winner and then had to uh, change it to a dead heat upon looking at the uh, the photo finish uh, result. The next meeting was at Shepherd and that, that night, Wednesday night, good uh, 12-race card. The heats of the uh, Lynn McPherson Breed for Speed series were on. Rainbow Storm won the first for David Aiken. Chris Alford getting up on the sprint lane in 2.2.4. Lucky Speed led all the way for Damien Wilson at a big price in the trot. $18, 23.9, and really gave nothing else a chance in that race. Lindy Grace was a, another upset winner for Donna Castles, who trained the Quinella in the event. Uh, was able to lead with Mark Lee taking the drive. Donna's uh, other runner dancers ran second with Doc Wilson in the cart. Two minutes point five was the mile right there. So a really strong performance from Lindy Grace. Mystic Castle won the fourth for Lisa Miles and a massive prize got up on the sprint lane to score 156.6. Franco Norway continued its uh, return to the races in great fashion for the O'Donoghue Bartley combination, scoring a big win at $1.50, 156.4. Ebony's Avenger won the silver heat of the Memorial, uh, Billy McPherson Breed for Speed. Chris Ango, Brian Duffy, odds, uh, short price favourite, led all the way in 158. Uh, Prosecco Boy bounced back to form with a good win uh, for Mark Watson and James Herbertson, leading all the way in 
Mickey Mahoney for Julie Douglas, John Caldo scored a good win, 157.9. And then the last three races were uh, won by Terry French, um, trainer. I'm not sure whether he'd even trained a double before. He may have, but he certainly hadn't trained a treble. He trained the last three winners on the card. Beach Rec won with Alex Ashwood driving at 157.4. Interpretation uh, with Alex again in the card scored at two, in 2 minutes, 0.5. And then uh, Terry's daughter Taylor won the last on Hard Rock Shannon in 158. Big uh, upset result uh, in that last race there. So a treble for Terry French. The last race on the card was the Gold Series heat, and this was won by Hopeful Beauty, who set a new track record in 155.2 for Anton Galino and Ryan Duffy. And it was able to beat Sleepy and I'm Ready Jet in what was a, a really good race. 155.2 was the rate there at... Uh, Shepparton on Wednesday night. So that uh, pretty much wrapped up the, the week that was. Plenty of uh, local flavour there, plenty of big price winners as well, so hopefully the listeners were uh, able to find a couple of those across the week, but it all leads to what is going to be a massive night at uh, at uh, Menangle tonight in particular. We've got racing at Melton, which we'll touch on as well, but uh, certainly all eyes on uh, Menangle with the Chariots of Fire and the, and the qualifiers for the Miracle Mile on tonight. And not only that, Dan, we've got the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes today where Nature Strip makes his return. The Silver Slipper, which is the forerunner to the Golden Slipper up there at Rose Hill. And I know you'll be keeping a close eye on at the Meadows for the Australian Cup Heats final next week, Dan, as well. We'll touch on those after the break. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's a massive day in all three codes, in particular those heats of the Australian Cup at the Meadows are super, but uh, really looking forward to a massive day of racing. Wake up to sleep at 40 winks. Our exclusive bed match system takes the confusion out of buying a bed. And right now, you can get any size mattress for the price of a single. That's a queen, king, or even a super king mattress for the price of a single on a range of leading brand mattresses. Get any size mattress for the price of a single. But be quick, it's on for a limited time only. At Sponsors 40 Winks, Riverside Plaza, Shepparton. Determining your water needs for your home and farm can be a challenge. Multiple factors influence your water usage, so you need to get the most out of your pump. Luara has a range of European-designed quality pumps and controls that can deliver the water you need, with genuine energy savings, meaning lower running cost. Whether for agriculture, irrigation or residential, Luara has a solution for you. Call 1-800-LUARA. That's 1-800-L-O-W-A-R-A or visit your local Lawara dealer. 1FM sponsor. Tying the knot? You must consider the Shepherd and Golf Club for your most special day. The Shepherd and Golf Club offers a unique first-class experience that will help create lifelong lasting memories for you and your guests in a relaxing setting that boasts picturesque views and natural beauty. Our experienced team of professionals will take you through the process of designing your food and beverage selections, providing you a stress-free experience so that you can concentrate on the love and joy that brings you together. Visit shepherdandgolf.net.au or call us on 58212717. 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all your sports news. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sport Show. We're in Square Gators with the voice of racing RSN's Dan Hibbard on your Saturday morning. And Dan, we, I think we got three legs at a quaddy last week. I think we missed out in the first leg. What well, that means we're getting closer to snaring one in 2023. But, uh, mate, like you said, pre-sponsors uh, break there, Menangle tonight, Captain Ravishing, $1.21 to five on in the old. 
Dan? Yes, sir. Yes, that's you got me. You got me. I got you. Sorry, mate. I didn't. Yes. I didn't pull the fader up on you, Dan. So no. listeners have got no idea what I'm talking about, but I've got you now, Dan. Sorry about that. All good, mate. All good. Um, yeah, just saying that uh, the chariots are fired tonight. Captain Ravenching uh, won the five one in the older dollar twenty. Yeah, well, he was. Uh, he's. It's been a, a bit of a, a crazy morning in that. Uh, in that particular area with the chariots of fire, it came out that he was scratched. Right. A number of the, a number of the corporate uh, bookmakers had him scratched uh, along with uh, the emergencies, and it wasn't the case. He's not scratched at all. Uh, a number of the markets had uh, changed um, as a result of having that information. He's now back into those markets, or most of the, the corporate uh, bookmakers, um, he was certainly in the TAB uh, ones as well, but he was scratched out of um, the um, some of the corporates, and of course all their prices were completely changed because he was a dollar twenty. Um, so he's now back in it. I'm not, not sure what's happened there. Um, don't know whether it's a publicity stunt or something, but uh, yeah, he's definitely not scratched. Everything's a okay, and he's ready to go in that chariot fight. It looms as a great race. I'm just not sure how it's going to play out. I know he's got decent enough speed. But uh, barrier one's probably the worst draw that he could have had, particularly if anything's able to get across him at the start. He's, he's not the most fluid of going of horses, as we know. Um, he's uh, going to need to really dig hard on that inside draw. He probably would have preferred to be drawn in the middle somewhere. But uh, looking forward to that race. It's going to be a cracking, uh, cracking race there at Menangle tonight. Having a look at uh, locally from the, at Melton tonight, we've gone back to Melton for the, uh, for the multi and the quaddy. The first thing of the multi comes up in race number three. It's number eight, Majestic Man. I just think he's a, a from a handicapping perspective. I think he's a, he's a certainty in this sort of field. He's got to come off thirty metres, but um, you know he's going to handle uh, the standing start. So that's not going to be any, an issue for him at all. Small field. He should be able to tack onto the group. I think he's just got too much class on his side compared to his um, uh, compared to his opposition here. So race three, number eight, Majestic Man. Second length race four, number two, the only decision for Emma Stewart and Chris Alford. Small field, this is a four-year-old race. Uh, it came to across from New Zealand, this fellow, uh, and was beaten a long way by Captain Ravishing in the um, four-year-old Bonanza. But, I mean, they went ridiculously quick time there and he couldn't keep up. So this is a lot easier. As long as he hasn't been uh, gutted by that run, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. He should be able to cross the, the pole horse and from there really dictate terms. So the multi... Pretty a reasonably short one. Race three, number eight, Majestic Man. In race four, number two, the only decision. You'll get about three forty uh, for that one tonight. The Quaddy, uh, which narrowed it as much as we can. The first leg I've gone two, five, six, and seven. Outlaw Man's just got a picket fence of form, but he's up in class. Finn Frost is going well. So what was a good winner last time? And Serge Blanco is uh, really, uh, really up and up and down a little bit, but he's been racing in much stronger races. Uh, at, at times, he was uh, beaten a fair way behind Cranbourne last time after winning the previous run. So you've got to include him. So two, five, six, seven in the first league. The second league, I've gone three, can't top this, five, Supreme Dominator, and eight, Cranbourne. I just think they're the only three key chances here. Uh, if I was going to have one pick, I'd probably say Cranbourne. He just seems to be in the zone at the moment. He'll probably be off and around them and sitting parked in the last, uh, very early on. So uh, he's certainly the top pick in that race. Third leg, again, gone a bit narrow. This is a, it could be a tricky leg. There could be a bit of an upset brewing, but I've stuck with six Haranya, 
and nine what's up sunshine i just think they're the two better uh, best horses in the race I do think there's a chance for New Yorker at a decent price for Rebecca Bartley from one. Sheffield Sparky goes pretty good, and so does Helliver. But I just had to narrow it down, and I've gone with the six and the nine in that sec- uh, third league. And the last league, I've gone one Golfo Paradiso, two Common Courtesy, ten the Raconteur, and eleven Monomia. It's not a, not a great race by any stretch of the imagination, and I've just pretty much stuck with the market here. Uh, and going with those, uh, the top four in the market. So the quaddy two five six seven into three five eight into six and nine into one two ten and eleven. That'll cost you ninety six dollars for a hundred percent. But as we always say, just take it for a, a flexi and uh, enjoy the, the quaddy there tonight at Melton, along with all the other racing across uh, the rest of the day. Five dollars will get you five percent, Dan, of that quaddy. There you go. Yep, beautiful. No worries, mate. The uh, Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, what a great horse Black Caviar was. Uh, uh, probably one of the greatest sprinters of all time, I dare say. And we're seeing what they was voted the second greatest sprinter of all time, Nature Strip, uh, go around in the Black Caviar today. Can it win, Dan? Oh, I certainly think he's, he's he goes well. Um, I don't think he... He's getting on in age now, but I just he's probably going to be really hard to beat. Only sticky point, I guess, is the fact that he has drawn barrier one. Um, and I don't know whether the rail's going to be the, the place to be. It's impossible to know at this early stage. But he's certainly the best runner in the race. If he comes back like he, the old or the young nature strip, I should say, he's going to be really hard to beat. Um, there's a couple in there that Marabi's, uh, this is the biggest test uh, for her. She's obviously got to be some sort of hope. One as Notches goes very well, but whether he's up to this class is the other thing. And Cool and Gatta, well, you, you know what you're going to get with her, and she's certainly got to be uh, an, an absolute place chance at best for her. But um, I think Nature Strip wins, but uh, you wouldn't want to be taking... I mean, he's, he's even money on thereabouts at the moment, and that's probably the right price. You wouldn't want to be taking any shorter than that. Yeah, I'm on Nature Strip today. The Shadow is actually on... Cool and Gatter, that is race seven, number 11. But I'm on race seven, number one, Nature Strip. Uh, good four at Flemington today for the Black Caviar Lightning. Can't wait for that this afternoon. The Silver Slipper is up at Rose Hill on a good four, like Flemington's on a good four. I like King's Gambit, race four, number three in the Silver Slipper. Of course, that's the forerunner to the Golden Slipper. Yeah, hard to tip against uh, King's Gambit. It was a... A good second uh, last time out there at Rose Hill. Wasn't all beaten all that far. Uh, was a short price favourite though and got beat. So uh, you'd want to, you'd ex- want to be seeing it win today to uh, you know keep it uh, uh, keep it on track for the Golden Slipper. Small field certainly suits, um, and it's certainly going to be the hardest to beat. You would imagine. Now my Ruffy today at Flemington. I want to point out is race eight number two. Dallasan is way down in class, been running in Group 1s and Group 2s over the last three years, comes right back in grade, and I got $21, it's in the $13 now, so that's my roughie at Flemington today, race 8, number 2, Dallasan, each way, all day. Dan, the Meadows tonight, the Australia Cup heats, we've got Wow, she's fast, uh, Victor Damon, and of course, Amron Boy, all running around and all expected to win and get into the final next week. But anything could happen. Yeah, it's it's a great night. It's uh, much like the Melbourne Cup heats. It's a uh, win and, and you're into the final. Uh, Victor Damien, there's probably one of the shorter ones of the night. He's in the first heat. Draws the red. Um, he's going to have a few favours, you'd think. But Storm Stroller, number seven, is 
flying at the moment, uh, and if he can get out and run like he has at the at Sandown recently, he's got to be some sort of hope. I don't think I'd be taking the 155 about Victor Damien. I think he can win, but I, I wouldn't be taking that, that short price about him. Would you go ahead with Victor Damien, Dan? He's $5 for the final next week. Would you assume he wins and just take $5 for the final and trust that he draws yeah. a good box, or you you'd yeah, leave it alone? That's, that's probably the, the option that you'd take. I mean, I just... I wouldn't want to be taking the shorts about him in this race. If, if he wins and he gets through, then you can get the value. That's probably the, the, the smarter play. If you, if, you, if you do like him to win, but you don't want to take the price, just back him now for the final next week. Um, baby JC's in the second heat. It's going to be awfully hard to beat from the four. Where she's fast, he's probably terribly drawn for her in box seven in this race. She's going to have to be as, as good as we know she is to win. Um, I, you know, I love her to death, but I just don't know how she's going to go from that box tonight. Uh, she's going to need a lot of, a lot of help. Um, the further, further in the heats, Amron Boy, look, he's just absolutely flying at the moment. But again, he can't draw a box. He should win that race. He's gotten far better class than the rest of the field. The only one that I could see beating him would be Fernando Mick, but he should get through. Uh, into the final, and McInerney in the the ninth race has drawn the red, and he loves that draw. So he's going to uh, he should be sailing through to the final as well. Kelsey Bale in race ten is the other one that should be winning. But cracking racing there at the Meadows uh, tonight, and looking forward to all of those heats. Okay, Dan, that's where we'll leave it. Thanks for your time on this Saturday morning. We'll do it all again ten thirty next Saturday morning for Square Gators. Thanks, that's great calling during the week, Dan. We'll get Dan Hibbard on the phone or in the studio uh, next week at the same time at 10.30 to talk all things harness racing, a bit of gallops and a bit of greyhounds as well. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM, Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.